Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. I um, came into the studio here because I'm, I'm still in Arizona, and so it's a great place to be. We're going to talk about that today, too, the, the moving forward. And I'm here, and as I came in the studio, um, there's a great group here, great group of people that just get things done here. It's just it, energy in the studio is amazing. I'm, I'm looking at my picture on the wall. If you get a chance to go to, f- to Facebook, you're going to see I did Facebook Live today about that. My picture's on the wall with these great people, such as John Gray and Dr. Martini and Joe Despansia. So it's, it's so great to be in this place. And when I came in today, Thomas said, God, you're just glowing. And yes, yes, I am glowing. I hope you can hear that as it comes through. And I want you to glow too, because We're going to talk today about learning something new. And learning something new is in Hummingbird. And Hummingbird is the direction on the medicine wheel of of the, the north. And it is about fire and action. Now, we've been talking about the four key elements to living an inspiring life. Awareness, education, and now we're into action. Action, you know, and then the fourth one is support, of course, and then the action that we're talking about today is fire, and sometimes fire comes in and just burns things out and lets it go. It's like it's a cleansing, it's a clearing. And in Hummingbird, you take the messages from your ancestors that were that you learned from. You go back and you 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 find out the stories, and you don't get stuck in them, but you go, wow, I can have some understanding and move forward through this. And it's all about movement. And here I am in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, this year is the year of the Phoenix. And Phoenix is about the fire, right? The Phoenix is rising up out of the fire. I've been here for three weeks. I shared on the radio how all of a sudden I just felt like, well, you know, when you get that thing to move, that's what we're going to talk about, getting that thing to move. I felt this need to come here. Now, it's taken me two years because... I went a couple years ago, and I thought, I've been here before, and I loved it. Go to Phoenix. Go go to Arizona. Go to Arizona. Oh, I can't, you know. This is what happens when you get this inspiration that comes in, this new idea that came in. So if, um, if you actually go to Facebook, you get to go into the Mosaic Healing Gardens. You'll get to see the diagram that I'm going to explain to you right now. So here you are, this pe- being of light and love. That this idea comes in, inspiration through your crown. You got this idea, I want to do this. You see somebody do something and you say, oh, I want to learn to do that. I want to move forward. I want to do that. And then the next thing that happens if you don't make an action step towards that is the subconscious will go, wait a minute. When you were eight years old, you tried that. It didn't work. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And what are you doing? And why are you moving forward? Uh-uh. No, it, it's safer to stay here. So you got this. So say you're putting a piece of paper in front of you, and you've got a stick figure, a diagram. Okay, visualize that. If you have paper, go ahead and write it. You've got this stick figure sitting there. There's a line to the right, and there's a line to the left. This line boxes you in. Both those lines represent fear. And that fear is holding you in this place. So the new idea comes in through the crown. You got an arrow coming into that stick figure of you. And that idea comes in to do something, to be inspired and move forward. And all of a sudden, the subconscious pops up and says, wait a minute, there's so many reasons not to do this. I'll tell you why. And it goes into the story of the past. So with your stick figure there, let's take that line to the left. On the left of that is your past. And in that past, you have had history. You have had experiences. You have had things that have happened that get you to where you are. There's nobody on this planet right now, not one of you who got here without experiences. And those experiences have had beliefs and consequences and different things that have come from that. The beliefs were created from the story you told yourself about what happened in that place. And so you've got this experience and history there, right? The past is history, the past is history. And it's there. And it seems safe. And it seems real. B- 
because you could come up with a lot of things you could tell me right now. You could say, Christy, you know, I did this and this happened and I keep doing it and it keeps happening and you can't tell me it's not real because it shows up. Okay. Well, it shows up because you believe it's real. It shows up because you believe it's real. And because most of the brain we, we learned in another episode, I'm just going to quickly go over that, is developed between the ages of 0 and 14. So you're going into the subconscious memory of that brain development. So are you still running your life from an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, 14-year-old? As an adult, I'm sure that's not helping very much right now. So even though that appears safe, it's false evidence appearing real, which is fear. Now, go back to the stick figure and to the line to the right, on the other side of that line is your future. That is the future, which is a total mystery, right? You don't know anything about it. You haven't created anything out there yet. And it just doesn't appear real. In fact, when you step into it to do something new, it appears fake because you don't know how to do it. You haven't learned it yet. You haven't, you haven't learned the steps. My little grandson, he's learning to, to pull himself up now. The other day I saw him on Skype. He had a fat lip. And I was like, what happened? He pulled himself up the counter, and then he kind of fell down and hit himself. Um, his dad, when he was learning to walk, had so many bruises on his head because, you know, he'd run into things, and we'd pad things, and we'd be as careful as we could, but he was learning. And so my grandson and my son, when he was learning, and you and me, when we started to walk, we didn't say, I'm going to stop walking because I'm falling down. No, we just kept going forward and moving forward, and that's what it's like now as an adult. You are moving forward. You know, you, you, you learn to crawl, you learn to walk, and then soon you can run into where you want to go. So... To create something in that space, to try something new and go out, you've got to just go for it and, and let it seem fake right now. Let it seem fake because it will start creating experiences that seem real to you and you will see some safety in that. So here I am and I'm being told to go to Phoenix two winters and I stayed where I was living and I was in depression and I wasn't doing well. And this year when it hit me, I went, you know what? I don't know what it's like going to Phoenix. I don't know what it's like going to Arizona, but I do know the last two years it's not been good where I'm at right now. So I'm going to do something new. As an artist, I go out and try new art all the time to inspire my own art. I go out and try blowing glass. I, I do all sorts of things. Painting doesn't matter. It just gets me into when I'm in a stump with art, I go out and try something new so that I don't get stuck in that place. And then I move into a new place. So... I got in my car, I packed my stuff, and I came here. And the most amazing things are happening. The most amazing things. In a few weeks, I'm going to have Carolyn Mice on the show. I, it's amazing. I just had an interview with Liz Don Donahue, who is part of Misha, Miska Production and does the Celebrate Your Life. I just get invited to go to a woman's ceremony in two weeks down in Tucson with the grandmothers about blessing the earth. Um, I went to a, a healing bowl ceremony that we're going to do tomorrow. She's going to be on here doing the healing bowl, and you're going to hear her in two weeks. It's amazing. And she introduced me to all these people that are inspiring me. I went to the little church. I had a blessing at the little church. My back is not hurting me anymore. I went to the little church and had a healing. Um, I it didn't go on and on. And this is all in like three weeks' time. I've met somebody who wants to be on a spiritual path. It's, it's, it's amazing. So that is why I'm, glo I'm glowing Literally, growing is the word I was going to say, too. I'm growing, which causes me to glow and learn something new, stimulating the brain to move forward and do something new. So it takes action. It takes action. Hummingbird is about flight. It's about getting off the couch and moving. It's an action step. It's fire. And sometimes the fire is not comfortable. I can't tell you that I'm comfortable right now. I mean, I'm, I'm so out of my comfort zone at times. I'm staying on a, at a friend's house and sleeping on a floor right now, not knowing where I'm going to move next. Uh, my, all my stuff is in my car. Um, and yet I want to focus on, as I'm asking you to do, on all the things that are moving forward, not focusing on the fear, but focusing on the love that is moving forward. I have got the most divine love surrounding me right now. I'm meeting people who are, I'm doing service projects, going to do a project for Habitat for Humanity on the 28th here, um, just moving into this new place of being of service and love. So Hummingbird. Hummingbird's going to motivate us to move forward. We're going to talk about this today as we're talking about learning something new. And now I want you to go and sit down in your chair. Join me as we do our meditation with Hummingbird. Take a moment 
and sit down. Take just this moment to connect to yourself, connect to your breath and your higher self. Put your feet on the floor. Breathing into the Don Kian, that's in the belly. That deep breath that expands the belly out. So often we breathe only in our chest. Breathing is so important when you find yourself stressed. Go to stop, sit down, stop, sit down, breathe. Breathe into the belly. Let in the belly fully expand. And on your exhalation, allow any stress to leave. Breathing in. Dropping in to this center source of who you divinely are. The love that you are. Allowing any tension, any apprehension, any fear to leave on your exhale. Dropping those roots deep into the ground. Centering yourself in this meditation. Breathe into this space. We call in Hummingbird, who resides in the north. We call in the messages for those who have gone before us and those who will come after us. We call in the message in this present moment, in this space. We call in Hummingbird. Join us in our medicine circle, Hummingbird. Hummingbird's wings fly very fast as it flutters around, reminding you to take action and move. If you clip the wings of a hummingbird, the hummingbird will not survive. It's meant to move. You, as a being of divine light and love, were meant to move. You, like hummingbird, are a being of light and movement. Imagine yourself moving forward. Where is it that you want to go? When that inspiration came in, what was it saying? What was it whispering on the winds of hummingbird for your direction of your life? What messages come in the energy of hummingbird? If you were free to move anywhere you wanted to in your life, anywhere, any direction, if you were free to move forward, what would that look like? In this sacred place of hummingbird, we ask hummingbird to eliminate all fears to take away any roadblocks that we have created, to bring peace into this place, in the garden. Show us the flower hummingbird that holds the nectar for our movement. Show us the secrets. Where do we dip our beak to get the most nectar? When you move forward into your divine purpose and you take the action of hummingbird to move forward, all doors will open. People will show up. People will show up to bring you what you need next. Gifts will appear out of nowhere. Miracles are real. Miracles will happen. Miracles in your life as Hummingbird will happen. In this divine place with Hummingbird, you are whole. You are complete. You are open to receive. Your action doesn't have to be big, it just has to be a step forward. Make one step today towards where you're going, towards your goal. Bring your breath in. Bring your consciousness back into your body, wiggling your fingers and your toes. I want you to be present today as we talk about learning something new, as we be opened, as we are being open, as we be, as we be. Be there for everything you want. You get to be it first. The be it part is acting as if you already have it. Being grateful for it. A mountain isn't created because you, you go out and create the mountain. This is, in, in all the scriptures, the divine said, Be ye a mountain, and it became that. Be ye movement forward. Be ye in hummingbird today. Be ye moving forward and learning. Learning stimulates the brain. It brings so much into it. When you add movement to learning, like the tapping, when you do EFT tapping, movement, or crossing over, the crossover of the meridians gets the left and right side of the brain moving. You can learn so much more about this when you go to soulhealerspath.com. And I will be putting 
messages in there. You can go in and read a little bit about the book. I've been updating it. I've been updating the blog. I've been working on it. I know it still needs some work, but I'm working on it. We're going to soon have a seven meditation um, on there. If you've gone in and it's not there yet, we've just had some glitches here getting it um, put in on the, on the site, finding the per- proper person that can help me with the website. Has been my little bit of my roadblock and my struggle, and I'm opening up to it. And I know that all has to do with my resistance to step into the computer age. So I'm tapping that, I'm letting it go, and I'm moving through it. Some of the things that will really help you move are dance. Dance. Spirit meditation dance is something that I teach that lets go of those negative emotions. Taking movement and moving forward with that. There's a new science that out there that um, we're going to talk about today that talks about ex- exercise in the brain and how movement in the brain will help with memory. So dancing. You know, get up. When you, something really cool happens, I want you to do this. Try this. When something really neat happens, no matter how big or small, when you see something that you're excited about, do one minute of dancing. Just dance around where you are. Woohoo! Shout and dance. What that does is it changes the brain to say, this is good. I want more of it. Because before that happened, the brain was caught up in all the bad things. You get a lot of energy to bad things. So give more energy to the good things that come in. That celebration. Yeah! It's really working forward. It's really great. What I want is happening. What, I, what I'm bringing into my life is actually showing up. And celebrate it. Celebrate that. So how do you get that inspiration? What is something that fires you up inside? What is it that gives you fire? Something new. What's the something new that you've been wanting to do, learning how to do? We're going to talk about today the blocks that might keep you from doing that so you can work forward to do that because I want you to be able to move into that. Um, What would it be like... How would you like to learn to have five times faster memory understanding? To learn that the brain will work five times and and take things and simulate things to five times faster when you bring movement into it. The glucose and oxygen in the brain fires something in the brain that helps you learn, and you can learn five times faster. Now, I don't know about you, but right now in my life, I would like to be able to learn five times faster, hanging on to all that's going on. Today, Susie Knutz, who wrote a book called Math and Movement, is going to be the guest on the show, and she is going to help us understand how that movement will move into the memory of the brain. She's going to talk about the science of the brain. She's going to talk about how this program is helping in in schools all over the world, I mean all over this country, all over this country. I'm I'm sure she's going to go global. That's why I'm putting it out there for her. But she is helping over one million students fall in love with learning math. She is the author of that of the book um, of fifteen books. She's created fifteen books, and um, she's created a math and movement program. So we're going to talk to her. Stay with me, and we'll have Susie Knitz on next. Thank you. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is the 7th Wave Channel 
on the Voice America Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the Mosaic Garden. My guest today here is Susie Knutz. Um, I know my, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I pronounced that wrong because I am dyslexic. So what she's going to teach her is going to help a lot with learning learning to read and all that stuff because I had to work on that when I was a kid. I was in special ed a lot. And um, it's kind of been something I've worked with my whole life. So it's, it's great. And Susie is a mathematician. She helps kids learn math and reading concepts through engaging in fun games and physical exercise. And I got a chance to look at her book, and there's some really, really fun things to do in there. I know she's got 15 books out there. Welcome, Susie. To the show. Thank you, Christy. It's such a great pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Well, so you have, d- have developed, it says, like 150 floor mats, and you're going to explain to us all what that means, right, what this program is all about. So what is math and movement? Math and movement is a kinesthetic, uh, multisensory approach for teaching and learning math that incorporates cross-body movement. So you were talking earlier about these uh, crossing the meridian. So we do that in this program. And also these uh, heavy-duty floor mats that kids jump on. And I have to tell you, when the kids see these floor mats, they get so excited. They think it's a game, and they want to play this game. And they, they say, tell me the rules of the game. And they start jumping and learning at a very fast pace. And so what is, what is it that they're learning? So pretty much every math and reading concept um, that the, the, for early ages that there is. So multiplication, division, addition, subtraction, fractions, place value, Cartesian coordinates, on and on with all the math concepts. For literacy, there are the basic sight words that kids need to know. There's blending. There's something that we call sentence hop. And then there's contractions, prefixes, homophones. Uh, states and capitals, science concepts. Uh, we've even branched into uh, science, um, Spanish, because there was so much interest in this. In English, they asked um, teachers asked us if we could develop it in Spanish as well. Well, that was one of the questions I wrote down that I we hadn't discussed before, but I wanted to ask you if I were learning a second language, how would this help me? Well, I think it would be great um, for a second language. The, one of the first things you have to do is to just start um, immersing yourself with the words and and the um, the accent, you know, the the way that it's spoken in another language, and by moving and jumping while you're looking at it. So it's a visual um, and auditory and kinesthetic approach. So visually, we're looking at whatever the concept is, and it's in bright colors. Um, and it's auditory because we're saying it and we're hearing it, and it's kinesthetic because we're moving while we are doing these activities. Okay. Now, the movement, um, I've done other things, like when I go for a, a run or a hike, and I want to talk, that's actually when I, I go through what I'm going to talk about on the radio, and I get so inspired because my brain is, is um, it's like I, I, I talk about it being in a meditation state, but it must be something even more than I understand about that because I will have my brain freed up to, to have new thoughts come in. New thoughts can come in at that time. So what what brought you into wanting to create this, or what inspired it for you? I'm a mom of four girls, so I'm really happy to share that. Uh, they are my life's inspiration. Um, I started out being a math flunky. It's one of these students that just did not get math at all. 
and I changed that by continuing to work with math, and then I eventually became an actuary, which is one of those people that uh, develops the insurance rates that you have to blame when you have high insurance rates. Uh-huh. Uh, so what happened was I, I asked my high school teacher if he would tutor me. He said he would. And he was a sort of a typical math person who got really fed up with me asking so many questions to understand the math. He just said, oh, you'll never amount to anything in math. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I went on to college. I signed up to be a math major. I didn't tell him that my math skills were weak. And I had a math professor who said to me, hey, that's okay. Math is hard. Hang in there. You'll be able to do it. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that. Because I thought that you either had the math gene or you did not. You either get it or not. It wasn't related to practicing. Uh, but through my experience of going through college and being a math major, I realized that practice makes perfect, just like in, in, in anything. You just keep practicing. Uh, so what inspired me, though, to do it was that I had struggled so much with learning math, and I didn't want other kids to do that. But also, math is our future. We'll have opportunities for individuals who can do math, but we may not in the future for for people that are not strong in math. Yeah, and, so I think and, it's just really important. Plus, there's the confidence level. I mean, how many people say, "Hey, I'm really good at math, and I feel bad about myself." They don't. Yeah. They yeah. say, "If you feel good about math, it's just this level of confidence." It's one of those things that that can stimulate the brain to learn so many more things. I know that I um, I'm, I'm a person who will write numbers down and add them up. I, I don't use a calculator. I like that because I like the brain. It just feels good. There's something that feels good about adding up numbers. And mm-hmm. when I go to the grocery store or something, I've actually gone to uh, purchase some things, and then the the cash register wasn't quite working. The computer part, and they I had a one one person that couldn't even count back the change to me. So what's happening with, I know we're going a little bit of a different direction, with society with their inability to, to if they don't work with numbers and they don't have that connection anymore, to, and they rely on the computer to tell them, give back $7.21. What is it, what would you, what's your opinion about that? I think it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we have that mortgage crisis. So let's say you go in to have a, a mortgage and you say, oh, you know, I want to buy this $2 million home and you're making $50,000 a year, and they say, oh, sure, that's perfectly fine. Um, but it doesn't but add up. No. It doesn't add up. Yeah. So I think as a society, it's dangerous if we don't ensure that everyone um, has number sense. Okay. Well, can all Americans, um, everyone out there, even if we're not children right now, because I know the brain, they say something about the brain doesn't seem to keep as much memory when we get older, and I, I want to keep mine sharp, so I, I learn as many new things as I can. But can all, all not just all Americans, anybody, can all adults and be competent and confident in math and reading? Yes, they can. And it's really about uh, practicing um, the concepts. So um, on my website, I have a, a number of different books, um, like algebra. So if, if, if anyone has struggled with learning algebra and thinks, you know, they didn't do so well, there are um, just really fun books that, that someone could download and, and do those activities. Yes, I'm a firm believer that anybody can learn math no matter what age you are at. And the best thing to do is to start working on the floor mats. So, for example, I have one that's 8 by 8, and it has equivalent fractions on it. Once you look at that mat, you start to realize all these patterns that are associated with fractions. It's a very different way to learn the information than if you have a book and you open it up, and it's black and white, and sometimes the print is small, and, then, and basically it's kind of a miserable experience. Yeah, I, had a, I personally had a hard time learning that way, and I'm sure others out there. Um, I'm a very creative person, and if you have this creative energy, um, it was really hard for me to – I still mispronounce things because I look at the the way the word is spelled. And um, for me, one of the things that they did in school – because actually when I was in first grade, my first grade teacher called my parents in and said that I was 
uh, the word you know, is not proper anymore, but I had a learning. She actually said I should go to a special school <laughs> and it not didn't belong in the school system. And, uh, you know, and, and I still kind of had to work through that. And I remember Dr. Martini talking about having an experience sim- similar to that. And what I would look at is when I had a teacher, because you mentioned just a little while ago that somebody actually told you you could do this. So I want to talk about that for a second, too. When someone shows up and says, you, you can do this and gives you your brain that permission. Um, so when they would give me colors, and I had a son who's dyslexic like myself, and what I, I knew how to deal with him, someone gave me a book called Unicorns Corns Are Real, which was really great, and we would break it up and we put it in colors. When we put a color in front of the word, then my brain takes that word and puts it inside, and I can now spell. Um, but when I'm looking at words, so I know we're talking about math, but we're also talking about reading, we're talking about learning in general. When I look at words, it's very hard for me to pronounce, I want to pronounce it the way it's spelled. Mm-hmm. And right. everything isn't pronounced the way it's spelled. <laughs> so right. um, how, how do you do it with the, with, when you're working with the phonetics part of learning to read? How can this help? So, so um, I just want to go back to something that you that uh, that I think is really pertinent here about um, can we learn math now? Okay. So, here's just a suggestion for anyone who has struggled with any form of learning um, or, or just wants to keep up their skills. If they get involved with math and movement, and I'm also the founding board member of the National Math Foundation, so that's another and that's a nonprofit, a great organization to be involved with. Get access to these materials, bring them to a school, and start, and maybe it's an after-school program, and start teaching kids using the materials. And it's just a, a, a huge benefit for both yourself as a learner, but also for these students that you can reach and give them the opportunity uh, for learning. So let's now tie back into what, what, what you just asked about, how with literacy. So yeah. here's how I would do it with literacy. So let's say... Um, you have interest in, uh, you have a local school that you know that you can be supportive with. The format for literacy has the sight words on it. So, um, and they're actually the Dolch sight words, which are, were identified as the words that are hard to, um, you can't really use phonetics to um, sound them out. So the is an example of, of one of them. And so each one of these seven words on it. So let's say you were to bring one of these mats to a program um, with kids. You could roll it out and then have the kids stand on all sides of it, looking at the words, and then you'd have one person jumping, and you'd say, that first word is the. So they would jump on the word the. So the formats are bright colors. They have the, and so like what you're saying, Christy, with mm-hmm. the, the color in the background, they have these bright colors and they're just going to jump along and say all those words. Then the next person in the group, the next child goes and jumps and says all those words. Pretty soon the whole group can say all those words because they've been jumping on the words and chanting those words. Uh, so that's, that's how we do it. We also have blending mats for literacy and sentence hop. Uh, for literacy, that's more the blending mats are more um, using phonics to help students. So, what it, what does the color have to do with that? I often wondered, what what does well, that do? The it brain? stimulates the brain and then helps the brain to make um, some more connections. Um, so, our brains, every brain is wired very differently. And um, here's a story of a stroke victim where they were actually able to isolate where the stroke occurred. And then they asked the person to spell a word after the, um, the stroke. And the, and the word, let's say, was away. The, stu- the, the person said, okay, well, you would spell away as, well, they left a blank, W, another blank, and then a Y. So they couldn't remember that away was A-W-A-Y, but they could remember where the vowels went, but they just couldn't remember how to write that vowel. So that shows us that... The brain, every brain is wired very, very differently, and that information, when it comes into your brain, is thrown about. If you think of a blender, um, and I, I like to quote the author John Medina, who wrote the book Brain Rules, which is a fabulous read, and this is his example. He said, think of information coming into your brain as like a blender. It just shoots up all around your brain in different areas. So the color on the mat is, you know, another in, a part of that helping the brain to uh, remember information. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that, 
That makes sense now. And um, when you're talking about, I know we're we're going to, I'm going to just put it up front. We're going to bounce back and forth a little bit here, but we're going to go into talking a li- about that brain science a little bit. So what are the studies that have come out of your work about, about brain science? So the studies that have come out are, are, are studies that we've done ourselves, either I've done them or um, teachers that are using the program have done independently and then just sent us the results. So um, pretty much we are finding that when student uses the math and movement visual, auditory, and kinesthetic program, students are learning at least five times faster. So here is... Um, examples of that. Uh, Symposiums. So we do a type of training called a math and movement symposium. And in this two-day training, we train teachers, and then we have the teachers, then then students are brought to us for sessions throughout that two-day period of time. So we start out with training teachers, then students will come in for about a half an hour. I'll work with the students initially, then the teachers partner with that with one student, so one teacher, one student, to do additional work, really to collect the data, pre-test the student, then post-test them. So, for example, we just finished one the beginning of this month um, here in New York State, and we had about 20 students and more than that of teachers. They pre-tested the students on multiplication by threes. Then throughout that two-day period, the students worked with the teachers for four different sessions and then post-tested the students. Um, the students, it, they, they wrote the, the rate of memory of those multiplication by threes skyrocketed. Many of the students started without knowing any multiplication by threes. Um, or just a few. This was a, a third grade class, so they're just working on that. At the end, they knew them all, and that was under that was about ninety minutes. Wow! In fact, we often do these symposiums for four sessions, but they had a delayed start because of bad weather, so we ended up only having three sessions with this student. That data is pretty consistent with what we've been finding across the board. Um, another symposium we did with end-of-year second-grade students, more than 50% of the class went from zero on the pretest to solving over 32 multiplication problems by threes from memory after four sessions, 90 minutes. I can, I can see this coming over into so many different areas. I can, I can see this helping with maybe, maybe it's something to help with Alzheimer's. I don't know. My brain is going, wow, this is just, I know it's so important to help children get that basis, but there's also people that are adults now out there that are trying to figure out how to go back and reclaim the, the part that we lost in that base, uh, basis of learning. And just because we're, we're an adult doesn't mean we can't keep learning. I mean, there's just so much growth in stimulating the brain by learning something new. Uh, Christy, you're absolutely right about that. And there's been a number of studies with Alzheimer's um, that if we get the, the kids to, um, if we get the, uh, the seniors to move, um, it really helps them, their brains, to stay uh, functional. Um, here's another thing that I want to share. In one of the books that I wrote called the Math and Movement Training Manual, I have created something that I call math movements. And these are aerobic activities where you are counting numbers, you're whispering on numbers that are not the multiples, and clapping and saying loudly the multiples. And you're doing cross-body movements. So, for example, you might take one hand, cross it over, touch over to one side of you, whisper one, cross the other way, whisper two, and then clap in nice and loud, say three, then four, five, six. So... These movements, because it incorporates the cross-body movements, and again, you called that crossing the meridian, um, because of those movements, that helps the left and right um, mm-hmm. hemispheres of the brain to integrate, um, being very, very helpful. So that those movements would be definitely be helpful for anyone who's aging and wants to uh, strengthen their brain and, and really uh, pump up the, the, um, the brain. Well, when I'm I'm having stress, I will do that crossover with the left and right brain, and it clears it out. If I if um if I'm feeling something like um, you know, I, I'll be honest, there's there's some panic, and other people might ex- be able to relate to that when you're doing. I'm doing lots of new things. As I do new things, I start to go, oh, okay, and so I start doing these movements that will 
it, 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 with the breath, with breathing, first of all, I breathe, and then I start crossing the meridians on the left and right brain, and it actually relieves stress. Is there any, any data that comes to verify it? Or is it just me going, oh, that's pretty nice? <laughs> I, I would say definitely. It, and it would have, not necessarily with my research, but what I've read, and that is that what, definitely any type of exercise will, will reduce stress. Um, and I would I want to add to that is, um, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but sometimes when I'm sitting down and writing, I get what I call a brain freeze, and that is I just can't seem to think of, you know, my next thought. Yeah. Um, when I do the cross-body movements at that point in time, uh, for example, one movement that I call the nines twist, which is just an amazing movement where you're crossing over and touching, starting your toes and then your knees and going all the way up um, your body, when I do that, my brain unfreezes by the time I've counted to 27, and I can just think clearly for a long period of time. Well, this is this is a very um, visual thing too. I, I actually went in, and you've got you've been um, you've got a lot of visual aids to like places on YouTube. You've been on CNN. You've been on a lot of um, different uh, television stations where you visually can see this. So, where can they go just for a moment? Let's put a plug in there so they know where to go and see you visually? I think the best thing to do is to um, just go to mathandmovement.com. Um, once you do that, if you, there's a button at the top that says media. Um, and when, you, when, you, when they go there, the very first one is sort of a summary, um, a sizzle reel of a number of different uh, TV shows that I had. Uh, that, that's probably the one good place. The other place is the Susie Kuntz YouTube and once okay. you're there, um, there are there are just tons of videos there also, and I think everyone will see right away. Oh, I could do this. You know that makes sense. So let's talk about the movement exercise in the body, um, how this will help. I know we have some. Um, there's some problems in the country right now with obesity and in our population. So a lot of stagnant, not movement. How can this help with that? Oh, just by getting kids to have the exercise, um, obesity is a, you know, both a lack of physical exercise and the choice of, of food, um, but this will definitely increase the amount of physical exercise. Let me tell you a story about um, a boy that I worked with. He was in second grade and severely, severely obese. In fact, the teachers were trying to get him to exercise and he just wasn't able to. What happened was we did a math and movement residency program. We rolled out one of the floor mats that's long and thin, and it has multiples on it. Like um, it, it would look like this. Um, starts with zero, then one and two are small, three is big, and then four and five are small, and six is big. And so the goal is to start on zero and jump over the one and two and land on three. And when you do that, you say three. And then you jump over the four and five and land on six. And when you see videos, you'll see kids doing this. Um, so we had that floor mat, and this boy wanted to jump on the floor mat. He was intent on jumping. Now, jumping on these mats is jumping. I mean, it's exercise. And when you jump those ten times to get to the end of the mat, you can be out of breath. But he, the, he, he wanted to jump so much that he forced himself. He kept working on it. He willed himself to jump. Zero, three, six, nine. He just thought that this activity was so much fun. So once he did the residency program and he kept getting himself to jump on the mat, he had built his strength. He had lost a little bit of weight. The teachers then could get him to exercise, and then from there they could work on uh, decreasing his level of obesity. Well, I'm going to think his confidence level went up a whole lot there, too, because he's not only feeling better about his appearance, he's doing something that, that he didn't think he could do, and he's learning something in the process. Exactly. Wonderful. That's a great, great story. I like it. Um, so how many schools do you have these mats in? We're in, in over 1,000 schools at this point in time. What, what do you think is holding everyone back from being able funding. to put it, the funding? Okay. Yes. So, so when I first started out, um, it was, it, this was about eight years ago, and this was the very first time that New York State schools had had cuts, uh, but it was pretty significant cuts. So they liked the idea of the program. They just said, well, we need to have a grant. So what I ended up doing was learning how to write grants, 
And so I would write grants for schools, and they were very often approved. And then from there, I um, we continued on, but then eventually I had a... Um, so now I have a full-time grant writer. And so any school that's interested in this program, they just contact us. In fact, we know of a couple of grants that are open right now, and we will we will pretty much write the grant for you. We'll give you a temp- we will give you a template, and the only thing that the school needs to do is insert information that's specifically about their school. How many? What's their population? What? How many? What percentage of free and reduced lunch and and so forth? Wow, that's that's an awesome, great movement to be able to bring that in. You've done a lot of work, and it's. Um, it's it's not been easy. So what has, on a personal level, what have you used? Because we talk about this when I have speaker uh, people come and talk to us about. Because sometimes people think, well, you know, she just got this and went out and created this and how easy. What are you used to self-care and to help yourself keep yourself centered when you're going out? Because there's got to be some disappointment that comes up when you think, I mean, you've got this mission, right? First of all, let's go to that. What is your mission? For all kids to be competent and confident in their math ability. Every single child, adult, teenager in our country, that's my first mission. The whole world is after that, but I'm working on the United States right now. Every single person, when you say, hey, can you do math? They say, oh, yeah, I can do that. I'm confident in math. I'm good at that. And let's go to uh, back to what you, we kind of t- hit on but didn't talk too much about here. How important is that? I mean, why, why would I need to know math? Uh, math is everywhere. It's everything. It's when you go to the store. It's when you go to the bank. It's you've hired someone to do some work. How much do you pay them? You're working. How much are you going to be paid? It's, um, it is the backbone of our society. Yeah, I agree. We can't. We don't do anything without math, so it's extremely important to learn that. And when you, I, I believe that when you get that in, you can learn math, you can learn everything else because you, you start to, learning is, is, um, is a process, is kind of generally the same across the board, isn't it? It is, and the nice thing about math, and this is why I focused on this, is it's exactly what you just said. If you can learn math... You can learn everything else. All of a sudden, you put your shoulders back, and you have this amount of confidence, and you can say, I can do math. I am good at that. Oh, you want me to learn science or whatever it is. You say, if I can learn math, I can learn anything. And you just move forward with it. So that's why I focus so much on math. Really, it has so much to do with building confidence in students. And it- it's a great mission. It's a great purpose. It's, a, it's your great why to be out there. So when you hit a, a point where you're not, it's, how do you deal with the frustration where everyone doesn't quite get the importance to, I mean, I, it's such a shame. You hear this, you hear about art, too, in the schools, and they, and they say, well, we just don't have the money for that. And that is actually why, if you, if you trace back the problems we're having, they come from not investing what is necessary to create the outcome you want. You know, Christy, what I do is I, as I move on, um, when I go to a school and I, I recognize that there's a powerhouse principle, that powerhouse principle is going to make everything and anything happen for his or her students. So I just find the powerhouse principles. Like I have one that I'm working with in a Syracuse City School District. He is a powerhouse. He is going to make things happen. Okay, he recognizes that, that kids need to learn and use movement. He's going to find grants. He's going to go on meetings. He's going to make it happen. He's not going to say, oh, you know, we can't do that because we don't have money. So that's, it, yeah, that's it, not going to stop him. I like that idea because it ties in with Hummingbird. You go to to the flowers and give you the next, you go to the source that's going to get what you need done. Instead of wasting your time, is that what I hear you say? Instead of wasting your time on the, where you're not going to go anywhere, getting stuck in the rut and going around and around, you say, okay, how? who's going to help us and let's spend our energy and time there? Exactly. That's exactly what I do because there are plenty of teachers in this country that are so passionate and will do anything, bend over backwards, for their kids to learn. And principals and administrators also. So I find those people. I partner with them, and we we just 
we fly. You know, we, we get the program into a school. Um, we often start with a family fun night. So this is a pretty interesting event that maybe some of your listeners might love to do this event. So this is a math and movement family fun night where we come in with 40 of the different floor mats, math, reading, social studies, and science. We set them up. We train the teachers um, to volunteer. Then the parents and the kids come. They go from station to station. They have an activity guide. Super fun event. Very positive. Kids are happy. Parents are realizing that their kids can learn math. Teachers are, you know, have this opportunity opportunity to work with students um, out, outside yeah. of the school setting and to share with the parents how wonderful their child is and so forth. And then we give books. Um, so everyone who does this event gets a free ebook. All the parents and children that come get my Multiply With Me, um, Learning to Multiply Can Be Fun, Instructor Guide Student Workbook, so Instructor Guide for the Parents, Student Workbook for the Children. Well, and the, and the children see the parents having fun, learning. Yes. They see their parents learning and having fun. I mean, one of the main things is that they learn from example. They see their parents doing this and learning, then they, they know that they can do that as well. We're, we're kind of wrapping up the end, but I had one thing as I wanted to ask you is, as part of that, talking about parents. So if a parent struggles in their learning ability to read and write, does that mean this, that the child is going to inherit that? You know, only if the parent tells the child over and over and over again that they're not going to learn. And it happens with math, unfortunately. You don't hear a parent say and brag and say, oh, I never learned how to read. You're never going to learn how to read. You never hear that, right? No. But how often have we heard a parent say, oh, I can't do math, I can't do math, I can't do math. You probably won't be able to do it either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another mission of mine is to change that. And that family fun night, I've had parents come to me to say, oh, "I can't believe my child learned that." <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Well, and, it's, and that brings back the point that it's never too late to learn. We can yes. all learn something new. Well, I, I'm very happy to have had you on the show here. It's so great, and I'm, you're, I mean, you're touching millions of kids out there. And keep going forward with that. Tell everyone where they can find you one last time before we say goodbye. Uh, so the website is mathandmovement.com. Okay, mathandmovement.com. And they can also look you up, Susie. Where was it you said that they can go so you look at your videos on YouTube? Uh, this, well, the Susie, so the YouTube, and then Susie Kuntz, S-U-Z-Y-K-O-O-N-T-Z, Susie Kuntz at YouTube. Wonderful. Well, keep going out there and, and doing that, and, and I highly recommend that you all go out and support this. You can actually learn something new as an adult. You can learn something new with your children together. Thank you, Susie, for being here. Thank you, Christy. Okay. Until next time, love and light to everyone out there. Remember that learning can be fun. Go out and learn something new and take action in Hummingbird. I'm sending you divine love. Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.